Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today I want to talk to you about the very real reality that our lives can be incredibly hard, that our lives can be difficult, that sometimes we just feel wore out. We feel like the gas tank is on empty and we've got way more miles to go than we have the capacity to get there. What do we do in those situations? That's what I want to talk about today. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome. Let's talk about something that can be a bit of a heavy topic, and that is this. You're wore out, you're tired, life is hard, you're just feeling like you're just making it. There's fumes in the fuel tank, and you've got to go far more than the expected mileage. I cannot tell you how many people I'm running into, and that's what they're telling me. That's how they feel. Man, spring break was hard. In fact, just recently I heard someone say that he referred to spring break as spring broken because it was awful. He talked to people, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, and he was like, man, the pictures out west looked awesome. Well, it was but this was awful and that was awful. And some of that is because we have to manage expectations, which I've talked about in the past. Feel free to go to your podcast store uh, or go to my website, joemartino.com and click on the podcast button and that'll take you to a searchable website and just search uh, managing expectations. Listen to that episode. Some of that is that. But today I want to talk about what do we do when we're wore out, when we feel exhausted? What can we do? First of all, and this is really important. I tell people all the time, you have to decide why are you wore out. Like you've got to look at all the things you control. This includes your diet. What kind of food are you eating? If you're surviving on fast food, junk food, and Mountain Dew, which look, man, I got nothing against Mountain Dew. They are not a sponsor of my show, but if they wanted to be a sponsor of my show, I would rethink my no sponsor policy. Okay. I really enjoy, I do Mountain Dew zero sugar, but man, do I enjoy it. But if that's what you're living off of, that's something you can control because if that's all you're taking, if all you're giving to your body is junk food and fast food, you're going to feel exhausted. So you got to start with all of the things you control, including your perspective. How are you looking at the things that are going on? Are you comparing yourself to someone else? Are you thinking that, man, if I was like that person, I would be happy? Or if I was like that person, I feel like I have more energy? I'm friends with, with a former coworker on social media. And I don't know, probably about four years ago, she reached out and she was like, hey, Uh, I need to go see a counselor. I just don't find any joy in life. I was like, okay, somewhere in your life, you got some misinformation. I think that your worth comes from, from what you do. And so you tend to overwork. You tend to be driven by work. And also something else I've noticed is you tend to be kind of avoidant when it comes to relationships. You have a pattern of dating a person that is either, it's not realistic, right? Uh, My daughter used to joke that she had three rules, unattainable, unrealistic, and I don't remember what, unavailable. And this coworker tends to date those people. And you might want to consider changing your job because the job you're in is known for overworking people. And so if there's any counselors listening, I'm thinking about anybody who might be like, oh my word, he just gave a friend counseling. Nope, that wasn't counseling. Those were observations uh, via social media. There was no counseling involved. So just take a deep breath. But so I I, I told her that and, and then I kind of sat back and watched. She was like, well, I'm going to go get a counselor. Do you know anybody recommend? And we talked a little bit about that. And evidently, at least the part of, hey, you got to get a different job kicked in. But here's the thing. They're still doing the same thing. 
They're still overworking. They're still taking work home. And the new job, I know other people that work in that particular industry. It doesn't have to be that way. And so one of the things that's really hard is when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I have to step back and ask myself, what am I doing to contribute to this? That's the first question that we want to ask ourselves when we're feeling overwhelmed. We want to step back and ask ourselves a really hard question. What might I be doing that is contributing to my feeling overwhelmed? And we want to be really invasive in our own lives in this. Like I tell my clients, I I want you to look at everything. Do an hours log. Where are you spending your time? How much movement are you getting in a week? Because if all you're doing is going to work and going home and crashing, you can do that for a while. There was a time in my life when I was in grad school, I'd I'd go to work, I'd go to grad school, I'd go back to work, I'd go back to class, I'd do my homework, I would crash. Like I remember just falling into bed exhausted. And if I'm honest with you, here's the lie that I told myself then. When I'm done with grad school, this won't happen anymore, but it does still happen. And often, at least for me, there are many more things that I control that are contributing to it than I would care to admit. And so I've learned to do deep dives. I look at how I spend my time. I look at what I'm eating. I look at what I'm consuming with my mind. I look at who I'm interacting with. Someone wrote in and asked, what do you do with a toxic parent? We're going to, we're going to do that episode here in the future. But, but I would back that out a little bit. What do you do if there's toxic people in your life, period? Your friend is toxic. You're going to have to figure out how to limit the amount of time that you give to your friend to influence your life, especially when you're on fumes, right? If you, and, and here's the principle. If you've ever been driving and you come to a standstill in traffic, I don't know anybody that likes that, right? Like, cause you want to get wherever it is you're going, but it's way worse when you know, crap, I only have so few miles till my gas tank's empty. The little thing on my dashboard says I have eight miles to empty. And I'm not sure that I'm going to get to a gas station in those eight miles. The anxiety that our brains produce, because we start worst case scenarioing that, can often be far worse than a lot of other things that happen on road trips, right? If, if you go to a standstill and you've got 386 miles to empty, yes, it stinks that you're going to be late to wherever you were going. Yes, it stinks that there's the slowdown and you're sitting there, but that is way better than you've got eight miles to empty. And so we have to adjust accordingly. And that's the same thing we have to do with our friends. We have to start anytime we're feeling wore out, beat up, beat down, and just caught in the rat race of life, we have to start by looking at ourselves. What are we doing? And here's what we do. Hopefully this part of the work has already been done. We have to know where it is that we're trying to go. And maybe that's what we need to evaluate. Uh, I've not, I've purposely not engaged any speaking engagements for 2023 because I am reevaluating whether or not I want that to be part of my life. And I know the experts say, man, you can't afford to take that kind of time off. They're not wrong, but sometimes you can't afford not to take that kind of time off. So I just have it. In fact, I, I think about how ironic this is right at the end of last year or at the very beginning of this year I was out to eat with my wife for lunch we have Wednesday lunch dates at, at noon and sitting down next to us was a guy that I had been thinking about connecting with trying to uh, pitch a marriage conference to him for a couple years and I said oh hey it's nice to meet you I knew the people he was eating with and so they introduced me and I said no, so I'm gonna Facebook request you or Facebook friend request you because I'd love to talk to you about some things and I didn't I still have in fact I realized in preparation for this episode that I need to write him and at least tell him what's going on right because he here's the thing. Our business, as it's growing and developing, as our economy is shifting, inflation's going up, being a small business owner is really hard. It's always really hard. But right now, it's it's kind of difficult. There's some stress between my dad and I. That takes a toll. And so I've got to figure out what can I cut. One of the easiest things to cut is the is speaking. It's just on hold. I'm trying to finish a book. I'm doing the podcast. I told one of my friends the other day, I'm, I'm thinking about killing the podcast. Why? Don't you enjoy it? I do enjoy it. Don't you have a bunch of listeners? 
I have a decent amount of listeners, I think, for especially for the quality. I got to tell you all, sometimes I'm amazed at, at the people who listen and, and I appreciate the emails you write me because the quality, if you could see this, I'm standing at my desk. I have a portable elevated laptop holder that my mic is sitting on. That was like a hundred bucks, my mic. I'm using free software uh, and I don't have a very good voice and you guys still listen. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. But it's work. There's a lot of effort to this. And so the thing that got cut was I'm not doing any speaking, at least for right now. Now I'm scheduled sometime next month, sometime in May, it's in my calendar, to reevaluate that, to sit down and look at, I wrote out the whys, the W-Y-W-H-Y, not W-I-S-E, the whys of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Because I need to have good energy in my life to make the most out of the things that are the most important to me, which is my family. If you are in this particular office, there are pictures all over the wall. And, and I know that sometimes that gets like literally pictures. They're, they're right up against each other. Uh, mixed tiles, I use them. And they're just all over the wall. And they're my kids. And then the wall right in front of me has my, my two oldest children's senior portrait. And next year, I'll add my third daughter's senior portrait to that. And they're there to remind me of why I'm here. So that when these times come that I feel like I'm just beat up, I know why I'm doing it. And so there's the twofold there. What am I doing that's contributing to my my distress? And why am I doing it? Because some things that you, the why is too important, you can't stop. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the why is too important. You can't stop. And so then when that happens, you got to look at all the other things that you're doing. When you're done with that, then we start to look outward. What are things that are going on around me? Maybe I'm just in a really hard season of life. I tell parents all the time of young kids, you're in the hardest season. We had three kids under four. And until the youngest one hit about six, that's the hardest season in my opinion. And then if you have girls, 12 to 15 is really hard. 12 to 16, 12 to 15. Boys, it can vary, but it's typically about 15. It's a little bit later. Runs into maybe the first two years of college. For some some people, I think it might run through college, right? Well, okay, but you can't stop being a parent. So then you have to look at it, but that's still something outside of you. Maybe your job is sucking the life out of you. Okay, go look for another job. But most of the time, if we can look inward, and I know this isn't a popular message, but if we can look inward, we can increase our own resiliency to be able to handle it. So then there's some questions. So we've looked inward, we've looked outward, and you'll notice I spent a lot of time talking about looking inward. I've spent way less time talking about looking outward. Now you need to look outward. You need to look at what's going on on around you. But even that, it's an inward thing because you're choosing whether or not to participate. And then we have to look at what we can do. So here are some things that we can do that can help us. Can you rest? I'm not talking about quit, but can you rest? Can you pause? Last year, I took a month off from making the podcast. I lost roughly about 6% of my listeners. They didn't come back until about the middle of fall, almost to winter, right? So I took all of August off. Or I think I took all of July. I don't know. I took about six weeks off and it was about another eight weeks until my listening numbers got back up. But man, I'll tell you what, that break was really good for me. Can you rest? What can you rest on? Can you just go home and take a nap? Can you take a weekend and say, I'm just staying home? Part of the problem is we're over-programmed, especially parents, because you got your kids in four different sports. And I use this illustration all the time. I know people think I'm killing it, but I was talking to a guy at the gym. He's like, yeah, it's really hard because we got to take one kid to the east side of the state. We got to take one kid south. And then we got to get one of the in-laws or or grandparents take a kid north. And he's like, so the weekends are just shot. Well, how many, how long is it realistic to expect that you cannot 
take a rest and not feel wore out, right? Because you need to ask that too. Like, okay, how long can I reasonably do this? When I went to grad school, I had three kids. I was working crazy job hours, but I said in my brain, I can do this for three to four years because I have to, because the why is too important to quit. But what is it that you could do? Could you take a a break? Could you rest? Could you temporarily pause something that you're doing? How could you create rest? And sometimes again, you got to look inward. Sometimes that means you turn the TV off and go to bed earlier. Yeah, but that's how I unwind. Find a new way to unwind. Sometimes it's go give, go give, uh, go give to other people. In in the episode, Seven Ways to Better Handle Stress, I talked about the physical benefits to the person who's taking care of other people. They're amazing. And so what could you do that would help you to rest? So sleep is very important to me. I'm at the age where sleep is very important. And I try to maintain a very strict bedtime schedule. Now, here's the thing. The last hour before I go to bed typically looks the same. Although last night I watched a playoff game for one of my sports teams until about an hour and 15 minutes after my normal bedtime. But it's the weekend. I'm in on a Sunday recording. That was a Saturday. And I was able to rest yesterday. I took a nap yesterday. It was great. Can you get a nap? Can you engage in some sort of comfort activity? Like anything from eating ice cream to golfing or pickleball or going for a walk. Uh, Tim Cook, the, the I think it's Tim, the CEO of Apple, he talks about when he feels overwhelmed, or he talked about in an interview, how when he feels overwhelmed, he goes for a hike in nature. And sometimes he'll just go sit in a chair in nature for a couple hours. Oh, Oh, I'm too busy to sit. If the guy who's running Apple can find two hours to go sit in nature, you probably can. Don't kid yourself. That's really hard, Joe. Yeah, I know. What could you do to find a little bit of rest? Because here's the thing. It's not bad that you're overwhelmed. That's a whole nother episode probably, but so often we double down and like we're struggling because we're struggling. We we feel like we shouldn't struggle. I've got to get my kids to all these sports or they won't get a scholarship. Let's be realistic. Your kids probably aren't going to get a scholarship anyhow. I've got to spend 20 hours a day. I'm I'm being sarcastic. I got to spend 20 hours a day playing with my kids. No, your, your kids actually need about 15 minutes of FaceTime and then they need proximity attachment. So you need to do things with them regularly, but it doesn't have to be all the time. What can you give yourself permission to just end? And how do you give yourself permission to just rest? And it, sometimes it's the rest comes from just saying to yourself, this is really hard and I didn't think it was going to be, but it is. And that's okay. And then we move into these, okay, what else can I do? Can I apply for new jobs? Can I research? new jobs? Can I take a a short, spontaneous day away? Can I take a two-day trip? Do I need to cut someone out of my life completely? That's a hard decision. That's one I wrestle with. There are some situations in my life, without getting too personal here, that I have to really measure out how much effort should I give to this relationship? Because it is a huge energy removal from me that makes it very difficult for me to continue. Well, Joe, nothing makes you. I didn't say it makes me. I said it makes it. And certainly I decide whether or not I continue and write and how much energy I'm going to give it. But if every time I'm engaging something, it's taking energy out of me, I have to look at why do I keep engaging it? Okay. So we're, we're looking at ourselves. What am I doing? What's going on around me? How can I create some rest? How could I look at this situation differently is another question, right? Like maybe it isn't that the situation is all that hard, but it's whatever we're letting run on loop in our brain. And sometimes that is like, you know what? This is crazy hard and I just need to endure for a little bit longer and and we can find some peace. So like if you're involved in a big project that has taken up a lot of energy, if you are involved in uh, something that's really difficult, but has an end date, then you set about a week after that end date to reevaluate. Like, okay, what am I doing now to rest? What am I doing now that might help me feel more energized? Right. And, And this even goes down to like, am I chasing something that isn't healthy? 
healthy. Like, and this comes back to the WHYYs. Are you chasing another person's approval? Are you chasing proving something to someone? I heard a guy speaking recently and he was talking about how somebody in high school uh, said to him, hey, you know what? You're really good at athletics, but you're kind of stupid academically. And so he went to college and he didn't play athletics, but he doubled down and made sure he made the dean's list. Same guy was talking about how he was in the middle of a project at work and he thought when that project was done, this guy that he wanted to think of him a certain way would say that he thought of him that way. He didn't. So often we are wore out because we're chasing things that aren't healthy. We're chasing prestige. We're chasing someone else's approval. We're chasing someone's artificial love. We're trying to prove that we're not whatever we were told as kids, right? I I grew up, my parents uh, worked really hard and we were poor. And I went to a private school where there are certainly other poor kids, but by and large, they were all relatively comfortable. And there was not a lot of people that said this to me. I want to be clear on that. It was not. But there was two people who basically said to me, you're just poor or you're too loud or you're a dirty Italian. I literally had a woman in college tell me that. She's like, you're just a dirty Italian. She was a missionary. Uh, (laughs) I look back at that now and laugh. But there was a prof in college who told my wife now, my girlfriend then, she shouldn't date me because I was never going to amount to anything. And for a long time, that motivated me in a good way. But also it exacted a price that I didn't see. I'll show him. And so at what point do your slights of motivation become, okay, this isn't working for my health, right? So we have to ask ourselves, what am I doing? What's going on around me? Where can I create rest? How can I change my perspective? And then what am I really chasing here? And then the last two things are are intertwined. Can you make a gratefulness list? I talk about this a lot. Anytime that I'm feeling wore out, I purposely journal. I have a template set up in my journal of things that I'm grateful for, things that I'm thankful for. I don't know that I told you this before, but the first paragraph in that is always about how I'm feeling overwhelmed intentionally. I admit it. I get it out. I put it up there and then I fill out the thankfulness list. Then I fill out, okay, so these are the things going on in my life that I'm thankful for. These are the things that are in my life that I'm thankful for. And we run from there or I run from there. And then the the last step, and I said, these are intertwined. Who do you have that you can go to and be like, man, I'm tired. And they don't try to play the one up game with you. We're like, oh, I'm tired too. I'm really busy too. They, They just can sit there and commiserate with you, but they don't don't let you wallow in self-pity. That's the, the both sides of the bad coin, right? On the one hand, on the one side, you get people who are like, oh yeah, man, I'm tired too. And they try to play the one-up game with you. But on the other side of the same coin is the people that let you wallow in self-pity. You want friends that can give you empathy, but maybe not sympathy. And, and I don't know. I feel like sympathy gets a bad rap. I typically say pity. You don't want somebody who's going to sit there with you and let you play the I feel bad for myself game. They want You want friends who are going to let you feel badly and still see your life in context. And sometimes, you know, the next step after that is going back to step one and pursuing big changes and changing your perspective for how long you have to endure this. And I get that. It's really hard. I do want you to know this. Good times and bad times come for everybody. So if you're in a bad time right now, if you're in a hard time right now, and you're just feeling wore out, find some time. Maybe maybe you only get two hours. Maybe because of your life right now and, and decisions that you've made or other people have made that you've participated in, you don't have a lot of free time. That's fine. Find two hours and relax. Relax, take a nap, go to a movie, read a book that doesn't involve anything other than fun reading. Watch a TV show. Be careful with the binging and watching and escapism because anything we can do for good, we can do for bad, of course. But what are you going to do to move your life forward where there aren't hard times? You're not. There's always going to be hard times. So be encouraged. Uh, Look at what you're controlling. Look at what's going on around you. Ask yourself what changes you can make. One that, that sometimes I talk about, and I know I'm getting 
really over time here. Sit down and think of three people that you can write an encouraging note to. Because when we encourage other people, it actually helps our brain feel more encouraged. We get energy boost. It's a great, great payoff. Win-win. All right. What are, what are the things that you've done? Maybe you haven't done any of these. Maybe try these and write me and let me know how they're going. Or maybe you've done something that I didn't mention today. What are things that you do when life is difficult to help yourself get through that season? Write me and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Once again, you know I'm going to ask. Please share this with your friends. We find meaning in sharing things with other people. All right. Let me know how it goes. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.